name. In no other name but the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No other name but his powerful, awesome name. It's good to see each and every one of you. Many of you I have not seen for a long, long time. But it's such an awesome privilege to have you in the house this morning. I want to recognize uh, Sandre and uh, and uh, um, Sean Dean, who, who were with our two-man band this morning, but they did very well. Amen. And to each and every one, it's good to see Minister Dixon in the house this morning. And I know that you are here after uh, experiencing God's presence in a different way. And all of you who are here this morning, I know the official um, welcome and so on will come after, but I just want to welcome each and every one of you this morning. Sister Adams is a long time. Amen. But we are here today and those who are gathered online, um, Sister Tess and Sister Ruth and all of those and the noise probably making him jump, but they are recognizing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. In the land of the living, Sister Bravo, it's great having you in the house this morning. And all of you are gathered online and we recognize you and join us and be with us. We know that we have love to be here, but unfortunately, we want you to recognize that that's not possible at this time. So remain, you know, where you are and be focused on the word that will be coming and on and tarrying. God is indeed good. Look around you. Throw, throw a kiss to somebody. Um, wave to somebody. Um, and just, just type some things in the chat this morning and, and, and let, let us know that you're there. Amen. Um, certainly to our young people this morning, our youth, so I want to especially recognize you today on this special day. We continue to to share around the theme of King of the Kingdom. And uh, um, we recognize that uh, he's king. And uh, we know that God's kingdom is always uh, the kingdom that we must pay attention to. But the kingdom is ruled by King, King Jesus. Good to see Sister Captain Jerry in the house this morning. And we are here because of his goodness. But listen to what Hebrews chapter 1 tells us concerning our King. Reading from the New King James Version. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets. As in these last days, feel like it's the last days we're living in? As in these last days, spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world who being the brightness of his glory 
and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son? But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? But to the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with an oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you, Jesus, remain. And they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool hallelujah the word of God yeah. Hebrews the book of Hebrews is oftentimes credited to be written by the apostle Paul and Paul in this book, for those of you who have read through Hebrews, in this book, he returns time and time again to using the word better. Is that Lisa? They're down there. Better. Implying that Jesus is indeed better than every other prophet, better than every other leader. The writer of Hebrews uses the word better over 13 times to show in a very clear way that Jesus was superior to every other person, religious beings, or systems. Christ is better than the angels. He brought in a better hope. He is the mediator 
of a better covenant. He has established upon better promises. And hearing as he wrote to the Jews who perhaps would be at a place where they were somewhat turning back to Judaism. As you know, the Jews would have been under Judaism. And so those who came to Christ, they were seen to have been experiencing a place and a time in their walk with God when they were struggling with the faith and wondering if it was better to go back from whence they came to Judaism. And so this letter of Hebrews seems to be written to a group of Jews, people, Jewish people, who are about to give up on their faith. This was a people who were at a standstill spiritually. They were marking time as it were. They were in danger of going backwards rather than going forward. I wonder today as we face a world that is so caught up with the events of what is happening, could it be that it's also a season where the word the Bible speaks about the great falling away? Could it be also that they're sensing in this season that our people are not necessarily growing uh, closer to the Lord in the way that we should be? What a time we're living in when more persons are dying than we have ever seen or witnessed before, but we are still at the same time not experiencing a revival. We're not experiencing drones of persons. Ah, Sister Davis coming to the Lord. But we are experiencing in some parts of the world even a greater shifting away from serving King Jesus. Paul's aim in writing Hebrews, therefore, was for them to take stock of what Jesus had to offer and not to give in to fear and to stay the course. I speak to you online this morning and those few of us who are here that it is not time to jump the ship. It is not time to fear of course for another gospel. Oh, for this is the time when even if you're here that another word from angels or wherever it is coming from, it's for you to recognize that Jesus remains supreme. Take stock as where we stand this morning. Where do I stand in my relationship with the Lord? Five years ago, ten years ago, were I were we better? Uh, or closer to Jesus and in a relationship with the Lord than we are today. Brothers and sisters, we want to be sure to offer ourselves to be closer to the Lord 
all chorus at this time. The world is so organized that it is all a picture against Christian principles and Christian values and Christian relationship or our relationships with our Lord and Savior. It is shaping up to challenge whether we stay the course or not. But this morning, we are not ignorant of the plans of the enemy. And if we are, it is time for us to get wise. Somebody say, wise up. Wise up to the seasons and the times in which we are living. So in Hebrews 1, uh, verse 2, God, Jehovah God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers, they, oh, the, 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 those who lived way back in time, hallelujah, by the prophets, has in these last days chosen to speak to us through his son, Jesus Christ. And so we got to recognize that we are in a better place for it's not just the prophets of old who are all the prophets that are speaking, but the Lord through his word is speaking to us this morning. Ever since the world begun, God has begun and has been speaking to human beings at different times and in different ways. He has never abandoned us by direct communication, sometimes through dreams and visions, and most of all, his prophets. But when a prophet spoke, the people knew they were hearing from God. Peter in 2 Peter 1, verse 21, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And so we are sensing, brothers and sisters, that in the Old Testament, God spoke to the people primarily through his prophets. And thus, and this was periodic and partial in nature. But God's message is no longer only spoken through the prophets. Hallelujah. But now, through God's very own son. Hallelujah. Through the very scriptures which we have read and we continue to read, it is Christ himself, the better person who is speaking to us. We have got to elevate, therefore, his word. We have got to place the word of Christ, our God, at a higher level than even that which we are placing the prophets. In fact, we are being drawn into a season when modern day prophets are rising up by the hundreds, literally. And we don't even know who is hearing from God or who is hearing from another source. But we don't even have to wait for a prophet to call you up to the church front to speak over you. But you can recognize that in these last days, the Holy Spirit, oh, the word of 
Jesus came, a better relationship, a better voice than the voice of the prophet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so it was it was Peter who was making the point the prophecy never came by the will of man, not at all. But in the Old Testament, God spoke to his people through the prophets. And this was by far periodic and partial. But today, hallelujah, hallelujah, we're able to hear his voice. We're able to pick up the word of God. And we're able to have it and constant at all times, that is. But God's message is no longer spoken only through the prophets. But now through God's very son. The prophets were merely instruments in the hand of God. But Jesus was the visible presence of the invisible God. Ah, the revelation of God. But formerly there was a shadow. But now we have the real McCoy. I want from God's people, hallelujah, this morning, those listening to me, those who are here physically, and those who are joined online, we have got to God, we have got to recognize that I'm greater than the prophet that you are listening to has already come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so it was fragmentary. Now we have the complete thing. It was partial, now it's perfect. It was preparatory, preparing and leading to the coming of Christ. But now, hallelujah, we have the fulfillment in Christ that came. And he has spoken, and he's still speaking, Sister Jennifer. And any other prophet, and any word that does not line up with Christ, he is a false prophet. Hallelujah. For the fullness has come, Minister Dixon. It was periodic, but now consistent. We're having him speak to us. He is God. And God took the initiative to declare himself through his son, Jesus Christ. And every religion is but man's attempt to discover God. But Christianity, on the other hand, is God bursting through time and space and coming into man's world and showing and telling and giving us all that we need. It was a man in terms of Christ becoming incarnate and God putting on flesh and coming into our sphere. Oh, so that he could tell us and show us who he was, what is he like, who is this God. Hallelujah. And so the writer of Hebrews gives us seven good reasons why Jesus is better, why he's superior than the prophets, than any other king or any other religious leader. Ah, indeed, whom he has appointed. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 2 that it is God who 
appointed. Oh, and Jesus, he has been, he has been appointed here, heir of all things, and through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding, upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins hallelujah he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high but number one Jesus Christ is a better heir of all things the word of God said whom and I spent some time last month talking about this so I won't go into it whom he also appointed heir of all things Christ is the son the only son of God the sole heir inheritor of all things no prophet not in everything uh, the all things it is Jesus himself only everything will one day belong to the son will belong to the king of kings and lord of lords number two he's the creator of all things he is superior hallelujah so he's better heir of all things but not only that he is the creator of all things the bible says through whom he also made the worlds Colossians 1, 16 and 17, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things are created by him and for him and he is before all things and in him all things consist not only by him but for him John 1 verse 3 all things are made through him and without him was nothing made that was made life all received through him all life forms Hallelujah. He made the worlds. That phrase is translated or means the ages. He not only made the universe, but he brought space, time, and matter into existence. Everything. Jesus is he who was before history. And at the beginning of history, and will be at the end of all histories. We cannot allow ourselves, therefore, to fall away. He is not only creator of all things, but thirdly, he is the sustainer of the universe. He woke us up this morning. The word of God says in Hebrews upholding all things through the word of his 
reason we are even breathing this morning. It's not something that Jesus created all things by his word, but he also upholds all things by that same powerful word. Consider with me what instant destruction would happen if the earth's rotation should slow down by a little even fractionally. The sun has a surface temperature of over 12,000 degrees. I don't, Fahrenheit, I don't think we can even begin to imagine what that is all about. But think about it. Any closer we get to the sun, will be burnt up immediately. Any fraction we move away from it, will freeze to death. Hallelujah. The globe is tilted at an angle of 23 degrees, providing those to the north and south alternately four seasons. If this was not the case, vapors from the oceans would move north and south and destroy every life form on earth. We'll all get frozen. If the moon did not maintain its exact distance from Earth, the tides or the water from the sea would come across the land twice a day and drown everything. That's the function of the moon that sometimes you don't even think about. If the atmosphere did not maintain its present density, but think out even a little. You see the things we call shooting stars? When they enter the Earth's atmosphere, they are usually big rocks that if they were allowed to fall to the Earth, many of us would not be alive because they'll be crashing into buildings and towns and we would all, most things would be destroyed. But the atmosphere is at a right uh, density that when these meteorites fall in rocks out of space, enter into the atmosphere, it burns up and it's just simple little fragments that reaches the Earth's surface. What a God! He's the one who is sustaining and upholding this world that we call home. Don't think that he's asleep. Hallelujah. How does the universe stay into this kind of delicate balance? Tell me there's not a God somewhere holding and keeping this earth in the position where it's at. Where you can choose to believe that this is an outcome of millions of years of evolution, or you can choose to side with those of us this morning who will want to believe that it is the God, Jehovah God, who created the universe and is upholding it still today by his great power. He's not only the sustainer. 
Therefore, of the universe, and as we go on and on, allow the fact that every life form, food, nutrients, is the one who's causing it to be. But fourthly, he's the radiance, this Jesus, he's the radiance of God's glory, who being in the brightness of his glory, no mere prophet could make this claim. He's the radiance of God's glory. He's the one who is representing, oh God the Father, in so many ways. He's the exact, number five, he's the exact representation of Christ, of rather of his Father. Number five, he's the exact representation of his Father. The Bible says he's the expressive image of his person. The word translated image carries the idea that Jesus is the exact representation of the very substance of Almighty God the Father. What we know of the person of God. We know through Jesus revealing himself unto us. That's what the beginning of the gospel John explained in John chapter 1 and verse 18. No one has seen the Father. Hallelujah. Oh, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father. He is the one who has declared him to us. The word declared is literally means exegeted. In other words, the goal of every preacher of whatever we are learning today is to exegete or to explain the scripture. And so Jesus came and he explained, he exegeted the scripture. And so it's Jesus who has come and has explained God. He has revealed God. He is he's allowing us. When we see him, we see the Father. When we understand what he's about and how he operates, he is representing the Father among us. And later when Philip asked Jesus to show him the Father, he replied, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Hallelujah, John 14, verse 9. There's not one feature or character of God that Jesus does not reveal. He not only is the exact representation of God the Father, but since he is the redeemer of mankind. Hallelujah. And this is the part I love, for there's no other Give a name given among men whereby we might be saved, but by the name of Jesus. He himself is the one who came and purged our sins. And when Jesus went to the cross, Jerry, the Savior of the world, he solved the problem of sin forever and forever. And once and for all, he went to the cross for all human beings. Hallelujah. 
And the first Peter 1 verses 18 and 19 tells us you were not redeemed, Sister Jennifer, with corruptible things. Oh no, like silver and gold from your aimless conduct received by the tradition from your fathers, but rather with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He is the one who came and allows us to be able to be seated together with him in heavenly places this morning. Do you know him today? Do you want to know him today? Are you filled and wondering what's next? Are you without hope? As those who have not yet received Christ, I give you Jesus, King Jesus, the Redeemer of the world, the one who came and died and rose again from the dead. He came that the the dreadful, oh hallelujah, the dreadful uh, penalty of sin could be settled on our behalf. Oh hallelujah, I speak to those who are captivated by fear this morning. I speak to every Christian, oh today, who is wondering and wavering and wondering if it's better to go back. You're struggling with where you're at as the heat of the time and the seasons are gathering onto you. I say hold your course. For we have no other Savior, we have no other Redeemer, and you he has called from dead works unto righteousness. So stand your course. Hallelujah. Stand your course. Stand your course. Redemption is ongoing. Many will come to the Lord and faith will be rising your systems today. But many are also seeking to fall away. But stand in your course. He's not only the redeemer of mankind, but he's the ruler of the universe. When he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So Jesus shown here as being superior. In that, when he had completed the redemptive work, hallelujah, he was escorted by the angels to the throne of the almighty God. What does it mean when it is said he sat down? with calmness, with confidence. What does the phrase mean, he sat down? What importance does it hold? You see the temple, the earthly temple, and its furnishings are fascinating me. There were no chairs. There were no seating area in the earthly temple. Because the priest, the high priest and the priest never sat down because their work was never ever complete. Because the blood of bulls and goats could never take away sin. It was a stopgap 
It was temporary. It was incomplete. Priest after priest. Hallelujah. Course after course. Year after year. Century after century. They would come to the temple and they would function. But they never could sit down. Never rest for their work was not complete. But Jesus, hallelujah, once and for all time, paid the penalty. Hebrews 10, 11, and 12. But every priest stands. Hallelujah. But every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices of which can never take away sins. But, hallelujah, but, hallelujah, this Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice, hallelujah, for sin forever, he sat down at the right hand of God the Father. Ah, so Jesus offered himself as the once for all time sacrifice for sin. The work was now complete. The work was now finished. He was not just an ordinary priest who walked into a table and stand up ministering. But now he sat down. Mm, hallelujah. Not in an earthly temple. But in the heavenly one, he walked in confidently, having paid all the price, having shed his blood, having overcome the evil one. He walked in, stepped in, into glory, and he took the seat. He sat down, king of kings and lord of lords. He sat down, the job was finished. The work is done. No other king of kings is coming. No other lord of lords will be coming. He is the one who reigns supreme. It is finished. John 90 verse 30. And then he sat down. His work is finished. He sat down. His position is fixed. You can't overthrow him. You can't move him out. You can't vote him out. He is sat down in a glorious position. He is the king of the kingdom. The glorious one. It is him we call on. It is him we worship. It is him we bow down. And we say you alone our Lord. It's him we worship. It is him we cast every crown down. Oh, we dare not hold any other thing. Every other idol must bow before him. Hell heads will be chopped off. Hands will have to fall off. He cannot be contained. He cannot be sat upon. He cannot be told what to do. He is king and lord. He is the one who is upholding the earth and the universe. And he's coming back again. He's coming back again. The clouds are getting ready. The trumpet calls. All the angels are pulling up the trumpet. For the call will be sounding any day soon. Hallelujah. And so the 
Jesus. All hail Emmanuel, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Oh, we can brag about him this morning. We can all declare him as Lord. The royal diadem must be in place. It's time to crown him. It's time to crown him. And whether we choose to crown him or not, he's wearing the scepter. He has the scepter. He has the crown. He has the backing of the power. He's a heir of all things. The Savior with me. Hallelujah. For I dare not walk alone. I must feel his presence near me and his arms around me thrown. Then, hallelujah. Then, coffee or no coke. Then, hallelujah. Then, my soul shall fear no ill. For he's the one who leads me. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of heaven, though I'm filled with all kinds of troubles on my left and on my right, I must have the one who can redeem and afford me. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 So let the dark clouds rise. Ah, uh, let trouble come. Let the ship rock. Oh, for he's the one who is able to calm all storms. Don't let it be. 